But but the dog is out. The dog is out. What's up, everybody? This is Chef Marcus Samuelson and Jason Diakite, and you're listening to This Moment. 11th of May would have been the 40th sad anniversary to when Mr. Bob Marley passed. I remember it. I was in school. My mom was crying, and I remember it like yesterday. So we thought this would be a perfect way to honor it, is to live talk to Ziggy Marley, his amazing son that has an incredible music career on his own. We talked to Ziggy about how was it to grow up a Marley when everyone knows your parents. I mean, everybody in the world feels like they knew Bob Marley or had his music in his house. Ziggy's journey is amazing as a father, as a musician, as an icon by himself. So check out this moment Ziggy Marley, here we go. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is with the utmost honor that we welcome our next guest onto this moment, Mr. None other than Mr. Ziggy Marley. Welcome on the show, Ziggy. Yeah, man. Glad to be here. Yeah, so man. Listen, we're, listen, we're listen. So happy we can to have shut you. this down now. My mom, my mom <laughs> can now say, now we can shut it, shut it down. Give thanks to the Lord. Now we can shut it down. We got royalty, royalty. Book, 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 book. <laughs> Very excited. <laughs> That's the that's the <gasps> proper intro. That's the hyped up intro. Yeah, no, this is yes. uh, this is major. This is major. How are you doing, man? And where are you? Yeah, I'm in LA. I'm doing good, brother. I mean, we don't give thanks. Um, we we'll make the best of the situation mm. all the way, all, all the time. We have to just make the best of whatever situation we're in. So we we'll give thanks. We can't complain. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So so Ziggy, I was with most of your family exactly a year ago in Los Angeles for the Grammys when you were launching the 75th year anniversary um, of your father with a book, and I was cooking with the family, with Ro and Sadell and everybody. And uh, 
it just gave me goosebumps. 70, Bob would have been 75, but then it was also 2020. But it was still, I saw Stephen performed at the Grammys. It was amazing that day. Tell me a little bit about the book and how you as a family celebrated Bob at 75. Yeah, um, yeah, the book, firstly, so the family have all the photos of Bob, right? Um, from different photographers throughout the years. And um, 75, we'll try to do something special. Every certain, certain numbers, you know, 75, you know, 100, whatever, we'll try for, hey, let's do a special celebration. So we decided to do the book, and I was the curator of the book, and... Um, Mm -hmm. The idea behind the book is really for sure Bob B and just the legendary photos that people know. And kind of kind of make it become a part of the family. It's like a, a, um, a, a, a scrapbook of Bob, you know, behind the scenes and in real life. So we try to bring the people closer to Bob in that way, to celebrate him. Nice. Nice. I'm sitting in Stockholm, Sweden. Marcus is in Miami. You're in LA. I really think, you know... Despite this pandemic going on uh, and, and the internet being what it is, you know, the, the good, the bad and the ugly. But this is a beautiful thing that we can come together like this uh, across the oceans. I wanted to ask you, Ziggy, so you're in L.A., but um, yeah. like how do you how often do you go back to Jamaica? I mean, I realize now in the pandemic, it doesn't happen so much. But do you like spend half the year there or how? How does that? No, it's just it's just a feeling. Life. It's just a feeling thing. When you feel like it, it can be a year. It can be ten mm -hmm. years. It can be. You have to follow how you feel. You know. So when we feel like do it, we do it. You know. But I want to yeah. tell you, that yeah. we talk about connection, connection during this time. And I tell you, I've never been so connected to so many people than mm -hmm. I have been since the COVID thing. It's really weird. Yes. We we'll find this technology now. Look, we're here. We never did this before. You know what I'm saying? We're yeah. here right now doing this. But, you know, and, I've, and I mean, we've, I've connected to so many people using the Zoom thing in a way that might have, would never have happened. You know, so as I said, we take the good with the bad. You know what I'm saying? And find the good, some good yeah. truth. You know? yeah. so, so how's the pandemic been for you? I mean, you know, you've had a lot of Zoom, uh, Zoom connects, but, but what else have you been busy with this past year? No, the pandemic is a learning process, you know. And a teaching process mm. at the same time, and so that's how that's how we take that's how we look upon life. You know, we just we, we learn from everything, right? So what we understand, what me the first thing I understood when the pandemic happened is I don't spend a lot of time with the children. Because mm. no, 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 I realize now that we were together every day for weeks and months, I realized, but mm. oh, I was never spending enough time with the children. Um, yeah, even on yeah, a regular yeah. basis, because they go to school five days a week, weekends they might have activity and blah, blah, blah. So parents don't really get to really connect with the children yeah. as much oh. as we think we did. So mm. now we're more connected, now we know each other better because of this thing. So it kind of like yeah. put, us, put us back, we kind of went back in the past a little where there was no schools, everybody was... <laughs> Everybody was just together. <laughs> you know, kids never going anywhere. We went way back. Yes. <laughs> yes. Diggy, I want to yeah. I want to ask you something because obviously, with your with your father being so iconic and famous, yeah. but your mother has had a major major impact. Yeah. I didn't know that. Also, musically, she was a major force and actually introduced Bob to the Rastafari culture in many ways. Can you explain 
a little bit. Talk to us a little bit about Queen Rita. Yeah, Queen Rita, yeah, man. Queen Rita is a special woman, you know? Um, mm. So she, yeah, you know, you see the plant come and you see the fruits. But where, where everything really coming from is deep down in the roots. You don't see that. You see the pretty mm-hmm. flowers and the thing, the roots berry. You know, mess about yeah. the roots is so important to, to the pretty tree. Some mm-hmm. said that some is a mommy, and you know, mommy's like the root of a, of a tree. You know, me I say, um, mm-hmm. she is like a rock, and the rock was my father's rock in, in that way. Um, she, you know, musically, her music is unique to her, and very, very beautiful. It's very beautiful music. It's very beautiful, you know. You know? Bob mm-hmm. music, you know, kind of tough and of that edge. Hers is very like, it's just a beautiful thing, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. I, I remember the first time I went to Ghana in 2004, uh, you know, and I linked up with some people uh, that became my friends in Ghana. And they were like, don't you want to go to, you know, the Tough Gong house? We have to go to the Tough Gong house. And <laughs> up on a hill there, you know, was Rita Marley's house, you know. And... <laughs> And there were Rastas sitting outside, like congregating outside, just like, like there was, I got the feeling that there was constantly somebody there paying homage to the legacy, you know? <clears throat> and it, it made me, it made me think because I've never been to Jamaica that, you know, just the way, you know, with that kind of reddish yellow, uh, uh, uh earth, the, the way the trees look that, that Jamaica and Africa kind of, I imagine them kind of looking the same. And then I think of the United States and the United States is, you know, my dad is an African-American. My mom is a white American. The United States is a little more removed from Africa. And Jamaica feels almost like it's in between, you know, America and Africa. But it's but it's really right next door to to uh, to the United States. So could you speak a little bit about what what, you know, what roots mean to to Jamaica and what Africa means to Jamaica? The only thing I say is. It depends on the individual how them feel about it or how them see themselves because the truth, the truth is we know we is Af- the truth is we know our roots is in Africa, right? We know this. Mm-hmm. But if, if you don't accept that and embrace that, then so I I accept and embrace that. Right? And I speak yeah. I speak for myself. I can't speak for everybody in Jamaica, everybody, you know what I'm saying? So I've, I really mm-hmm. I speak for myself where we embrace that African roots that is in us. Um and pay respect to that and seek it out and love it and embrace it, which is what I think, which is what I think um, in America that African-Americans need to do more, embrace them African roots. You know, mm-hmm. master, that is, that is where the strength is. You know, that is where your strength is from. You know, identify yourself the right way. You know, represent yourself the right way, African. You know, master, so... Once we embrace is, that, we, 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 we can be more free. We can be more free. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I land in Jamaica, so, you know, as an African, me and my wife, at least three, four times a year, we need to have that African feeling. It's far to fly to Africa each time. So for us, our second home spiritually is. Yeah, yeah. We go to job mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And when, when I land, and my sister is also Jamaica, half Jamaican, so... So when I land a jaw, it's like coming home. Yeah. 
It's a very, it's like, especially as a black person. I mean, also Jamaica is much more diverse than people think because you have the Chinese American, you have the, uh, you know, Indian American, Indian stock for, uh, yeah. Jamaican. Yeah. But when, for the black Jamaicans, it is such a kinship with the Africans, right? For, for good and bad, you know, when, when you delayed on something, it's a different type of, but in terms of spirit. And I think about the coffee, the music, the spices, the lifestyle. And Jamaican in a way is, is, a, is very special because music is everywhere. Just like in Africa, music is everywhere, right? So we share so much Jamaica and Ethiopia and Jamaica and Africa in that mysterious way that, you know, people always want to take our mystique, right? What is black culture? It's mystique in many ways. And Jamaica is so mystique. And when you think about the Rastafara culture, it's even more mystique. One place that is very mystique and it's hard to unpack, Ziggy, can you please explain to me when your parents took you to Nyabingi? What is a Nyabingi? What was that like as a what child I, to go to Nyabingi? Yeah. So first, let me say, you know what you just said to me? I, I would, all I would do is put Ethiopia instead of Jamaica. <laughs> thank you thank yeah. you that's all that's the same way I feel when I go to Ethiopia <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah you know what I said yeah feel like home you know what I said feel like home mm-hmm. you know yeah. so yeah the Naya Bingi yeah so we, we, so Naya Bingi was for me as a child and as I remember it you know we talked about mystic and mysterious that's what it was it was a very mysterious mm. thing because usually mm. it's really in night times and where we go to Nyabing is there's no electricity, there's no like lights, or it's just it's either we go to the 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 the, the bushes or we go to the, the um the seaside, but it's not there's no civilization. Mm. There's fire fire is blazing and there's drums beating. There's kids there, other children are there, we're playing with other children. And the mm. elders are chanting and singing praises to Ja and um you know, people dance and get in a spirit, you know. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's a very those them things I don't forget. It's a it's powerful images and powerful feelings, you know, like yeah mm-hmm. man, yeah, it's mm-hmm. a very special spiritual thing, you know. Maybe that's one of the things too with this connection between Jamaica and Africa, because in my trips to West Africa, the drum is so present, right? It's always kids drumming or some, you know. Uh, or some b- adults drumming the the mm-hmm. drum is always around and that's what that feels like when you're describing the nyabingi that people congregate around the drum of course and the fire you know yeah it's, the roots. it's just deep deep roots. deep rooted something they cannot we, we, them can't get rid of that them them thing they in in them thing they in away <laughs> you can mm-hmm. yeah and i would tell you during this during this pandemic we all have different outs, right? But as an immigrant living in America, I've dreamt away to Ethiopia. I dreamt away to my fishing island in Sweden. And it's been such a privilege and luxury to have these things, even just to dream and go to, right? That this is not everything. This is big. But sometimes when you live in America, you think it's all surrounding around this. And just even have the conversations with Jason being in Stockholm shows you that Sweden is doing it one way. Jamaica is doing it one way, Ethiopia is doing it one way. We're all struggling with America is doing it another way. 
But that spirit when I'm on my father's fishing island or with that spirit when I'm in the upland in Ethiopia, that mystique, and I just think it's been such a privilege to have these special places to dream off. And I always, when I take my son to Sweden or I take him to Ethiopia, this is what it's about, to capture that. And I would say, you guys, as a family, have done such a good job of keeping that. I mean, I, I thought about it a lot last year when I was, it was like the whole Mali tribe, not the, <laughs> even the whole, but it was a lot of them, right? <laughs> and it was beautiful because it was in all ages. You know, I was speaking mostly to Rowan, Sedell, and so on, yeah. right? But the kids yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. And they all have a spirit about them that stand out. And I thought that was pure and that was beautiful. And from Rita to you to Rowan to Sedell, you guys have done a beautiful job with them kids, man. Really beautiful job. Yeah, well, you know, it's how we grew up, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, we grew up with love for each other. I mean, that's what we were taught. And I think my mother played an important role in that. Because, mm. so she was married She was married to my father, right? And my father had kids outside of wedlock, right? No, mm. as I told you, she was a rock, yeah? So if, mm. if, if Bob need, really needed one of the other kids to, you know, get the home that he wants, him, he would bring them to where, to my mother's house. And she mm, mm. never ever um, gave us any negative, negative energy towards that. So we grew up loving each other no matter who, you know, so it's a thing, it's a thing that became just a part of our consciousness, really, if we just love people, it don't matter. You know what I'm saying? Because we grew up that mm. way, no matter who's your mother, who's your father, <laughs> who's your mother, you know? <laughs> Raised by a village. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Man. Love, you know? But so, do you, so would would you and your siblings go on tour with your with your mom and dad? Because I both your mom and dad would be on tour. I take it like a a large port, uh, a large part of the year. Yeah, usually. I mean, every we you know it was me and my brother with Stephen that would go mm. with him, man. Mm. You know, a few special times. Um, when usually it's my grand auntie taking care. My mother's aunt takes took care of us when mm -hmm. they were away. Um, but me and mm -hmm. Steve, we mm -hmm. went to some, we went to some memorable places with him. We went, I mean, Zimbabwe, the independence celebration. I was wow. there, I remember. Wow. That. I was, what, I was what, 12, <laughs> 11, 12, maybe 12 or 11 or something like that. So wow. I remember, mm -hmm. I remember that. That's I remember that trip to Africa. Yeah. My first trip to Africa, yeah, you man. know? Um, that's one of my, that's one of my favorite tracks by your dad too, Zimbabwe. <laughs> A track is so powerful. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's true. Plenty, plenty, plenty. Yeah. But, but Diggy, I will tell you something funny about books. I've been making books. Jason just did his first book. You've been producing books. And, you know, I grew up in Sweden, and my mom always said, the English teacher can't teach you no English. Mm. Bob is your English teacher. So I got the, <laughs> all about Molly's records. And I had to learn all the words, yeah, right? Wow. And then I and then I got my she's like, my mom asked me, and you know, Jason grew up with English in his house. My mom asked me, Your English teacher is Swedish or English or American? She's Swedish. She's like, Bob is your English teacher. <laughs> so the very first album I got my own, which I you know, wasn't a passed down when I saved up my own money was uprising. Uprising. It was such a big deal to get uprising. And I had it poster. Good start. Yeah. And now, and now, how it all comes about, back, Sidel sends me, you know, Bob, the family is producing children's books, yes. right? And I read every night Sidel's right, book right. for my son, yes. Zion. 
So we, you know, he knows about the family and it gives me, the, that means that his grandmother, my mother is still in the room because I grew up with, you yeah, know, yeah, 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 yeah. And my son got yeah. it. And it's a very special uh -huh. feeling that we have, yeah, yeah. you know, so, yeah, so you got to thank yeah. your sister for that. That's beautiful. Yeah, man. Yo, this is Ziggy Marley and you're listening to This Moment Podcast. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. I wanted to take a minute and just dive into the music because I got so many questions about that, Ziggy. Uh, take me back to like the 23rd of September when you go on. I understand from what I've read that that was the first time that Ziggy and the Melody Makers uh, uh, had a performance at Kingston National Arena. How, how was that? Stepping on stage, you were just like 11, I think. Yeah, to, oh no, we're young, like, what, 1979, I think. So what, what's, yeah. memorable about that is, what's memorable about that for me is that... It's not that even with, just, with stepping on the stage for the first time, but that my father is on the same show as we are. So mm -hmm. that was like, you know, looking back, that was a big, that was a big deal for me. Um, yeah, we just, I mean, we never really have any fear or, no, we just do it. We just went and do it. We didn't even know what, we just did it. Basically, we just went and did it, you know? <laughs> and that yeah, was yeah. it. So. Yeah. And then how, and I mean, then 
then you ran the band or you had the band together with your siblings that's also really a special thing like a family <laughs> you know a family band i think of like the jackson five or you know uh you know a few of these like family member bands through history uh so how was that performing with you know touring the world with with your siblings and yeah well, well i mean that's how we grew up because we've been we've been putting on concerts in the house since we was little children um hmm. and you know you know one that i'm you know my auntie my grand auntie and her little friends then would come and watch us put on a concert <laughs> we would you know, put yeah. up posters in the house yo concert so we grew up <laughs> <laughs> you gotta advertise it yeah yeah we're good promoting ourselves yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 and, yeah. and you know and it, i remember like just 10 years after that i saw you live in gothenburg sweden uh and this was a big deal because my mom was so upset that bob could not bob cannot bob performed in sweden in 1979 it's the last time he performed in sweden mm. oh. and they they changed the rules because so they said you know because of Bob and them smoked weed, they could not perform in Sweden. But my mom was so upset about this because all the other rockers, they did coke, but they could perform in Sweden. So it was a big argument in the house. Why cannot Bob come to Sweden? Why come yeah, not Bob? Yeah, yeah. So then go into the 80s, and then you come with the Melody Makers, and it was the first ticket me and my mom go to. You know, I grew up in Gothenburg, and there's this kind of like student place where you perform called Cora. Uh. And we were blown away because the band, you were so young, right. but the band wasn't young. Mm -hmm. The band mm. was, like, they were adult. And I was like, he's leading, you know, I could relate to you, you're just a couple of years older than me. So I was like, he's leading this band. And we were just blown away. Yeah, the whole yeah, family yeah. came and mm. it was beautiful. You know, the, um, <laughs> depending on which year, but the, during those years, the band we had was some Ethiopian, Ethiopian um, youths. From called Dalal, mm. their name was Dalal. They were from Ethiopia. Most of the band was, oh. yeah, with, with some Jamaican musician oh. mixed in. So I want to talk about a little bit about your new music because I hear this back and forth. You know, when I think about uh, We Are More, you know which song I hear first? I hear Zimmer Down. Mm. I hear Bob's first, but like for me, it's like a Scott. Okay. You know, the way it started, we all yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, he went way <laughs> back to Zimmer Down to the first time, <laughs> even way before The Wailers, which is still, it's still a killer song. When I hear American Vibra, you know, I feel like that could be actually on Uprising. It has that vibe yeah. to it. And then when I hear Beaches, Beaches in Jamaica, because I'm surprised you say beaches in Hawaii. <laughs> so I'm going to say beaches in Jamaica. Yeah. It is just beautiful. It's such a beautiful song. And your range of music is yeah, that, deep. That? It's not just reggae. So tell me yeah. about all the mu new music you're producing. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's world music. It's very spiritual. The new music. Well, all right. So the last record, well, last record was a children's record. It was an album for children mm -hmm. called More Family Time. And that happened, I wrote that record during the pandemic, right? The beginning months of that mm. was quarantine period. But the thing with that record, and I, when I make music, like, you know, I have a strong imagination. So I always imagine, say, there's everything is there for a reason. There's a reason why I'm doing this. You know, I always like, I just call it imagination, you know? There's a reason mm. why things happening. You know, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's something behind the scenes that is, is mm. making certain things happen. Because this album, 
you know, I, I actually started writing some songs based around um, the social justice movement that was happening at the time because I was seeing it and on um, and experiencing it um, by just feeling the emotion of the uprising of the people for say they want some justice in America for black people. So you know, mm. I was really inspired by by, by that movement and and, and, and and that cause, and it, I started writing songs about those things, what was in my mind and how I felt. But then my little son, five years old, he came and he was like joking around and he was like, Goo Goo Gaga, you know, and play around. <laughs> so, I wrote, so I wrote a song called Goo Goo Gaga. <laughs> and, then, and then it just kind of took me down this trail of writing more songs like Goo Goo Gaga, uh-huh. <laughs> you know? So that's how the children <laughs> album come. And I felt like, to me, it was like, to me it was a spiritual thing because I guess I expect myself to be writing more, more, you know, militant songs that in that time because it was a very militant mm-hmm. time, you know. And yes, I was like, yes, yeah, so you know. Mm-hmm. But somehow it got shifted into this thing for children, and I, I was, mm-hmm. I was, I was like, yeah, I was supposed to do that, you know. So that's my latest record, and I just finished working on some more music, um, which probably will come out this summer. I, I re-recorded some some of my old songs. Um, so I'm gonna put that out um, this summer, and it was a it was a good experience, really. You know, it was a good experience. Yeah, and it makes sense writing songs for kids too, because you know that's planting the seeds for the future and giving them that uh, positive energy and whatever message you put in there. Just the the energy and message in music and rhythm is is something that strengthens them. But I wanted to ask you now that I hear you speak, like. And, and maybe you weren't there during the summer when the Black Lives Matter uprising was happening, but what does a movement like that look like in Jamaica? So, just to be clear, I was in LA. I'm in LA, right? And I was in LA June. Mm-hmm. I was here mm-hmm. in New mm-hmm. um, But in mm-hmm. Jamaica, in Jamaica, you know, Jamaica never have so, so much as a race issue. It have a more of a class issue more than a race issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we, never, mm-hmm. we never grew up. I didn't grow up knowing racism in Jamaica. There was no racism. There was mm-hmm. classism. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. what I said. So, mm-hmm. actually, coming to America is really. I'm really like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. what is this thing? <laughs> What's, mm-hmm. Like, wow, it really is a big thing too. I'm saying, wow, what? Like, like we never grew up. So there was white Jamaicans, Chinese Jamaicans, all Indian Jamaicans, mm-hmm. all type of Jamaicans. Yeah. But we, we never uh-huh. said, oh, that the white, black, we don't say, oh, the rich man is taking advantage of the poor man and the politicians are using the youths. You know, that was a struggle. It wasn't racial. Um, so, yeah. Mm. But still, as African people, um, even treated sometimes bad by our own. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, mm. sometimes not even a racial thing. It's more of a humanity thing. Because we find mm-hmm. our own people still at Still, I do the same thing that a slave master would do. You know what I said to you? Of course, so of course. Sometimes, sometimes it goes deeper than color, so we have to be careful of that too, you know? No, class and caste is older than racism per se. Absolutely. Right? And it's also yeah. it's deepening a little bit how the countries and the continents are structured. You know, you, the Jamaican class system is very similar to how you feel it in Africa, where it can be tribe, class mm. uh, in America will, will be boiled down to racism by its, by its structure. And I think one of the things that your father and Fela shares for me is that they were both political, but they, 
they did it through their music, right? The revolutionary the music, gave musicians. Huh? Revolutionary and, mm-hmm. and gave the common person a way to actually understand politics in a way. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. They would, you know, they really oh. unpacked politics <laughs> yeah, through rhythms, you know oh. what I mean? Through rhythms, you oh. know, in a beautiful way. And I don't know any other artists, I was thinking about it, who have had that impact. And I said, Fela is the only other yeah. artist that is up there with yeah, Bob yeah, yeah. that you can mm. really, you know, think about. But just true revolutionary musicians. There are not a lot of them, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. You know, and I'm, you know, honestly, I've been wondering, like, I remember, you know, the 60s, they had more, like, protest music and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. bands were doing more, more protest stuff. I was like, I'm missing that now in this time, like, and even back in the sixties, there were more like leaders, like Martin was there, Malcolm was there. You know, you had you had different mm-hmm. people. No, no, it's hard to find one leader that are uh, one. Even the music, yeah. you know, where's the where's the music? Where's the music of the revolution mm-hmm. today? Yes. You know, what I, mean? I say like, I don't know if true how or maybe the corporate structure taking over what we're hearing or what we. I don't know it, you know, but that the music mm-hmm. what what drive some of that revolutionary thought. Sure. Where are those art? I'm missing. I'm missing. I'm missing some artists. You know, I'm missing. I'm really missing mm-hmm. them right now. It's, de- yeah. it's definitely a component of togetherness and the collective mind. I think we've been pushed so far into individualism and consumerism that mm-hmm. we're so busy with that. Our heads are our heads are busy with these things that coming together for greater causes exactly. doesn't maybe happen freeze. as much as as the, the '60s. Yeah. No, because one of the one of the what? clearest, like uh, uh, one of the strongest, like political uh, uh, songs that I know is 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 your dad's song "War." You know, taking uh, Haile Selassie's words, a speech from the UN, and just putting it into <laughs> on top of music, and it's like the most powerful, just musical statement of of, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. of um, calling, demanding justice. You know, or or just yeah. explaining things. But speaking about that, where you know, where do you see kind of reggae music being today? What do you think the future of? Uh, how do you see it? You know, looking forward. Yeah. Um, well, for the younger generation, I feel like the music's still young. Um, and for that mm-hmm. generation, it's like them start you know, not start over, but it's like. Yeah, them still, yeah, them, them, them soon grew up into a nice tree, but this, and I'm still growing, I'm still, un, you know, evolving and understanding. So mm. we expect, mm. um, for that, mm. for those, yeah. the young generation are doing it now, to bring it to another place, um, in the future as them grow, you know, and for, for me, who know, mm. and I don't even see myself as an older generation, but in, you know, in this world, them call it that, but. Come, my 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 father and his generation, them them are the old generation to me. Them is like there's no other old. Ge- there will never be another old generation. Mm-hmm. Like them are the teachers. Them are the mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. It was the that elders. generation? There's no other generation yeah. beside that one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I'm still a part of the you know, the youth generation. You know myself, and so I always make music how I feel and push. You know. Creativity, don't 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 stifle my creativity and my ideas, regardless of you know whatever genre, mm-hmm. or whatever anybody expect. You know, me just like, me like being creative. Creativity make me happy. Mm-hmm. And you know, me like, you know, 
you go yeah, as if yeah. you create True. you cook some good food and make you feel True. good. You know, you know? Yes. Yes, yeah, no. true. Music, music is not like the world map. You know, music doesn't have to have any borders or stay in one place yeah. or genre. Like your punk and your techno, so you 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 could be totally free in music. Also, I want to send a, a rest in peace because speaking of the elders, two of those uh, the Jamaican giants, both Toots and uh, and Bunny Whaler, passed yeah. recently within the yeah. last year. So it's a passing of the torch too, I guess. Yeah, man. You know? And soon, soon, soon you're you're the elder, you know. Soon I'm you're saying. the elder. Only, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Elder. Too <laughs> early, too early. I'm sticking it. Yeah. I'm keeping yeah. that on there, man. <laughs> mm. oh, yeah. I hear you. It, their spirit is undying. Tell, the music never tell dies. Tell me about Mr. Whaler. Tell me about Mr. Whaler. Yeah, we, yeah. we know so little on this side. He just passed. What well, type of man? When it was like, I guess, you know, if you compare them, you know, if you compare them to Bob and Peter, right, in the wheelers, when it was the, the, the mm, quiet yeah. one, you know? Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Peter was the more loud one, and Bob was in the middle of that, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But we, yeah. I grew up, I grew up seeing them around Bob. You know, they're friends. They're like family friends. And so I would say Bonnie and Peter. And yeah. mm -hmm. Family, yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I just—it's family. It's family because my grandmother yeah. has a, a one of my aunt is a, um, his his sister. So I'm, I'm, you know, we're related. You know. Mm. <laughs> 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 of course, of course. Can I move over to food a little bit now? Because within the Rastafari culture, so of course, I tell food, and you watching you on Instagram, you. You do a lot with food now as well and growing and so on. Can you explain for us a little bit what is Ital food and in and, and, and because people don't know about it. Anytime there's a cool juice bar on the Upper East Side, I always say it comes from Jamaica. <laughs> it would be like there's so much food that comes from Jamaica that people now talk about superfood that just people in Jamaica eat, whether it's soursop or whether it's sea moss so all of these things that you now can buy at home food for 26 bucks you know it's yeah. just in jamaica so <laughs> talk to but us well, about I, it so i grew up this is i grew up when i was growing up this is what i'm learning right because we talk about going to naya bingi mm. and you know sometimes they will be cooking food you know they have a big fire with some a big mm. pot i'm gonna cook food mm. so what i grew up understanding idle food to be was everything um that every ingredient is, is is from nature um there's no you don't buy no salt you don't buy no black pepper you don't buy nothing everything you get is everything you put in that thing is from nature i don't know so that so it wasn't it was less salty it was there was less there was no salt basically so it's seasoned with more pepper and skeleton and spice, you know spices mm -hmm. but no salt and no nothing everything mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that is ital food <laughs> It's delicious. But, so Aita so isn't necessarily uh, like vegetarian. Like Aita can be meat and fish uh, also. No, usually vegetarian. I mean, when, when I have a... This is, yeah, this it's is usually veg. Yeah. Yeah. Usually I have some vegetable. But we, the man, we, the man them eat fish. People eat food. Yeah, mm -hmm. fish and them do it. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, 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 right. Yeah, man. It depends right. where and whom and what. But the, the core of it is so beautiful because... When you look at you Google superfood, and I'm like, it's all in Jamaica, you know, like ake, <laughs> uh, you know, sea moss, all of these things. It's all from Ja. 
and it's really growing everywhere, right? So it's just this beautiful thing with the Aital food, you know, which is sometimes gets misunderstood, you know what I mean? It's like you think about you buying coconut water in a bottle versus somebody's just chuck opening that. That's the difference, you know what I mean? What do you think it's going to taste like, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's part of the mystique that I hope never leaves Jamaica. <laughs> so what, 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 what can we get in Ziggy's house? What's in the kitchen? What do we eat? What do we cook with the family? You know, every day we do some, um, what do you call it, slow juicing. We do, we do some mm-hmm. slow juicing in morning time, some mm-hmm. celery and mm-hmm. some carrot and just some fresh juice. And then um, I grew up eating a lot of eggs. I don't know, when I was a little boy, I mean, there was this, it's like, so I was, I was the first son, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. we get a little bit special treatment, tell the truth. <laughs> so this lady would bring, yeah. <laughs> this lady would bring, bring eggs to, for me every almost every day. I grew up eating eggs, so we love eggs, right? I eat a lot. We eat mm-hmm. a lot of eggs in the house. Um, we are we, we call it kind of um, it's eclectic because my wife, you know, she's Israeli with Persian mm-hmm. background, Iranian background, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I'm beautiful, Jamaican. beautiful so, cuisine. Yeah. The Persian, the Persian cuisine, yeah. I love. They eat a lot of rice, though. I don't know, too much yeah. rice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got some good stews, the, the gourmet sabzi, yeah. and you yeah, can get some good stew. stuff, yeah, yeah. man. You can get some good stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Oh, fish and vegetable and chicken. And, yeah. Yeah. But we, we eat healthy. We eat organic and we cook. And you know, we nice. try, yeah, we, we eat organic. We mm. eat. We don't want to put no chemical in our body, basically. Chicken. What we eat, we try to make sure no chemical in it. You know what I'm saying? No, right, right. Can I ask you, we, I remember you told me what, when you told me what's like, your father never played. If he, if you, if he took the kids, if you guys were running on the beach, he was running fast. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys were playing soccer, he was playing for real. <laughs> are you, are you a soft dad or are you a harsh dad? Because what I took from that was like, Bob was like a rough. Like it was no playtime. It was real. He was raising you guys. No special strong. treatment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, he was very competitive. You know, <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah, you can always win over the kids. Yeah, man. Yes, yes, yes. And 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 so, but how are you with your kid? Have you softened up? Or are you soft? Or are you? No, I think, you do, I think I have a good balance. That's the thing with yeah. me. I think. So, you know, suppose that my, my um, what do you call it? Astrology, what astrology sign? Yeah, your horoscope, yeah, 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 your zodiac sign. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm Libra. Libra. And, I read it, yeah. and I don't know if it's, that thing is true or what, but for me, it balances everything to me. Mm. So, Mary, if I, I have a good balance between soft and then when I need to be a little more tough, I can do it, you know, but it can't be one way or the other. It has to be like a balance. So, mm. but most of the times, mm. I, I let mm. them win. <laughs> <laughs> it's so beautiful you know yeah, there was something about that it's just so you know special you know and and also that it's such iconic pictures and and film clips of your dad playing uh football you know and uh, do your kids play football too or are they more into the like american sports like the basketball and american football and stuff like that it feels like with bob marley it's like it's music revolution and football you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Football was big. Football was big. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, no, them play some ball. And then, like, Bob, yeah, Bob loved football. I mean, the man loved football, bro. Love it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. 
Like when we went when we went to Zimbabwe for the concert, I mean, the first thing we did is went to a football game. I mean, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Good, love yeah. Football, man. Yeah, really love I it. love it, man. Yeah. And I mean, all I mean, the sports has been through your family. Ro, you know, he he played American football yeah. in University right. of Miami. I mean, that is one of the biggest football schools in America, and that's an amazing achievement for not really being raised with a sport in a way. Yeah, so yeah. it's been throughout, you know. Yeah, man, Ro and Ray is rough too, so he, he have a lot of aggression. <laughs> <laughs> that's good how, but how does it look like do you guys do you guys all get together all the like the whole marley clan like it must be like a lot of people and and uh, does that ever happen that you all get together yeah every now and i get in up every now and i get in up um and it happened it it's mm. not a planned thing like you know i end up in miami and then yo what's up hey yo and then let's get and everybody does. and everybody mm. got Yeah, this this year must have been fun also for the family because you know Skip got the young one got mm -hmm. just nominated for a Grammy which was a big deal you know and it's just nice to see that the legacy continues you know I just thought it was such a big thing to see you know to yeah, watch man, very happy for Skip man Skip is a good he's a good youth you know he's a good youth I'm like <laughs> you know I'm like to see the good things happen to good youths you know yeah. <laughs> Nikki, I want I want to ask you something. I think I want to ask you something. And you were you're old enough. You were there the day when both your mother and father got shot. How did it impact you and your brother and your sisters? Because mm. you this is not a memory that the younger ones maybe remember that heard about it. But you guys were spirit. You were there. How did it impact you coming up as a teenager and just for the rest of your life? And how have you talked? And how have you talked about it to your kids? Well, you know, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. When I'm a little son, I was really obsessed about it for many years. Like, yo, them shoot my grandfather. Why did they shoot? You know, he was always like, but for me, mm. you ask me that question right now, and it's right now I'm maybe coming to a realization mm. that maybe I don't mm. trust people as much as I should. Or I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm very skeptical. You know, yeah. I, I'll tell you the experience at the time. It was. Um, It was, I feel like I was just like this because the police came to the house, scoop us up in the middle of the night. They're like, come on, let's go everywhere. And drive us up to this, this whatever hideaway place. And um, mm. yeah, Mr. Daddy is sitting on them thing with the, the rapper. And the next day, I think my mother came in. She got shot in her head. So she came in. Yeah, she came in with a bandage over her head. And, you know, nobody never said, nobody said anything to us. Nobody told us anything. Mm. I was like, yo. Not, we were just there like this, just seeing everything. You know? yeah. Nobody, nobody talked to us. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. I, I understand that also coming from Jamaica, which is similar to Africa and also black culture. At that point, we didn't have psychologists. We didn't have somebody to talk to. It was basically talk to your auntie or you get a slap in the back or, you know what I mean? It's, it, it would have been dealt with very differently from uh, today, you know, so it's just different. It's also a testament to the power of music. I mean, if if music is that dangerous to some people, music and the message, and the message, you know, because music music is dangerous. When you add the message to it, it get doubly dangerous. You know, you know, I'm in Stockholm right now. Marcus is in Miami. You're in Los Angeles. Los Angeles, to me, I've been there many times. It's not a place where I'd say it naturally. The place itself naturally keeps you grounded. So, what are your, you know, what are your thoughts and and kind of how, how do you stay grounded you know wherever you are be it big city or countryside but you know 
Well, I think it started from how we grew up. So, you know what I mean? Like, how we, what we were taught as children and what we saw as children. Mm. So, my father and my mother obviously come from Trenchtown, the ghetto. And even when they had more, we would still go, they would still, I would, they would still take me back to the ghetto. Um, friends from the ghetto would come to mm. where we are. You know, it, it was never, we, we never saw that thing of, oh, I'm now this or that. So I think that, that those experiences had to guide me and a spirituality to it. There's a spirituality to the idea of staying grounded and being humble that I saw too, where mm. my father was this big deal. But yet still, all type of people would come around, right? Rich people, poor people, every, every type of people. Um, he never turned back, nobody never looked down on anybody. And those experiences helped to teach me as a youth coming up. Um, it wasn't something that was explicitly t- taught to me like, hey, this is how you should be. Don't do this. But it's something that I think I, I, I mm. soaked up. And I think for me, being mm. grounded... It's the best way for really be creative too. You know what I say? I mean, mm. it worked for me. Mm. It worked for me. And it's a conscious decision. It's a mm. conscious decision. It's not an automatic mm. thing. Because sometimes your ego mm. want, your ego want real hair. Mm. <laughs> so you have, to <laughs> <laughs> yep. you have to be smarter mm. than your ego, basically, bro. You know, there's a time for ego and there's a time yeah, for yeah, yeah. Change, yeah. You know? So you have to be in control of that. So, True. yeah, I mean, a life lessons and it worked for me. I mean, I've always, I've, I've, I've seen myself as blessed and it's one of the reasons I see myself as blessed is because I, I'm grounded. That grounded, that grounded thing is, mm. has blessed me and I like that blessing. So I'm going to stay that, mm. I'm going to stay grounded because it worked, you know? And, and, and um, for me, I, I am constantly, but I can know when I'm at fault. And I can accept that and, and, and correct that fault. You know what I mean? See, that's a form of me being grounded. Instead of being like, you know what, deny it or try and be like, you know, you know, I face it and we have to take care of it and deal with it. my fault. If I did something wrong or if I felt like I treated somebody not right, I am conscious, I become conscious of it. And I change my behavior because of that consciousness. So I mean, for, I mean, for me, you have to be willing. My tip, here's a tip, be willing, be willing to be better, change or accept certain, certain issues and deal with them. Be willing to not be right all the time. In a sense, I, I really hope for, for humanity that, you know, the, one of the lessons that I kind of see from the pandemic is that it's grounded all of us. I mean, if nothing else, just the humbleness mm-hmm. that we are not above yeah. nature, nature is above yeah. us. You know, a little bat can cause this havoc, you know, a bat in a market and then havoc. The, the financial world. systems, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's, a be- it's a beautiful and so necessary reminder to humanity that we think we're in control of everything. We build the straight roads. We have the airplanes, the financial systems and all these creations, but we're still not yeah. above even the kind of simplest divine part of nature, yeah. you know? That that's also grounding us, and I hope we we stay in that space. Yeah, true. No. You know, no, and it, it, it has that thing of what I when Ziggy talks about Naya Binge, mm. you can't explain it, and even this thing with COVID, we can't. We mm. think just like you guys said, 
We think we figure out everything. Mm. But yet, there is this Shannon Sequoia out there. Mm. And it's, yeah, it, we stay in grind. So with that, I want to I wanna give thanks. I want to fin- finish with one story on my end, and George Jason will close it up with another thing. Two things. When I get to L.A., I'm going to come and cook for you, you and your family. Mm. I'm just hey. going to, boom, Jeez. just come and cook for you and your family. I, I, um, I think that you've real, you're an example because you navigated this incredible legacy that you never asked for. It just, boom, it was there. But you kept on making music and you always have a happy spirit. And I just think you navigate so beautifully this incredible blessing, but also... It's a big thing. You are royalty. You are royalty to so many people. And end of the day, you're just a person. And I think in a beautiful way, you know, it's like Michael Jordan's kids would play basketball. It's a lot of pressure, but you stayed with the music. And I just think you navigated so beautiful and keep, keep making music because it just gets better and better and mm. better. And I want to thank you for all the gifts of music and just being this creative genius that you are in your own right. Yeah, thank, thank you for that. Thank, thank, thank you. Yeah. So John Lennon and Bob died around the same time. It was just a little gap mm. in between. And I remember coming to school and the teacher was crying when John Lennon died. And my mom said, okay. Yeah, it's sad. It was very sad. <laughs> she was upset about mm. it, but it was sad. When Bob died, my mom came and tested me because the older kids... She, they, they were older, so she would, they wouldn't say the same thing. So mom came into my room, did the teacher cry when Bob died? And I said, no. Uh, I said, no. So then my mom wanted to come with me to school the next day. Why are you crying when John Lennon died? And why are you not crying when Bob died? She was so furious. She wanted to pull me out of school. And, and I was just a kid. I was like, please don't come to school, mom. This is no, going to no, get no, it don't, worse. Don't, this don't is talk horrible. About it. <laughs> so, so bless up from Anne Marie Samson from Sweden. Mm. Thank you. All right. And, and I'll say I'll say from Sweden that whenever this pandemic thing lifts, and I hope the universe wills it so you come back to this country because it's a it's a cold country in many ways, and we need you know we need the heat that you can bring with your music. And uh, I'll be there, man. I'll be there. And and. and Really, from the depth of our hearts, thank you for coming on this moment. Thank you for speaking with us. An honor to be in conversation with you, man. Yeah, man. Love, man. love the talk. You know, we just we feel like brotherhood. You know what I say? We love mm. the talk. We just reason and chat. Yeah, man. Feel good. Because we can talk for yeah, hours. Yeah, man. Yeah. next time. Hey. <laughs> yeah. You know Anytime, what? brother. Yeah. Anytime, man. Thank you so yeah, much, good. Ziggy. All right. Thank you, guys. Mama, take care. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. Thanks. We talk soon. Hi. 
This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.